Listener Production. Coffee for one, through your headphones whenever you feel like it. Even in the afternoon or after dinner. Say it again, it keeps me awake. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Fine young cannibals. Oh, bro, I can't tell you how much my head exploded when that message came through. Yeah, look, welcome to All Day Breakfast. Fine young cannibals is the answer to the trivia question of what band was Matt thinking of when he said in a work meeting, I look like the guy from The Proclaimers. (laughs) (laughs) The Proclaimers being the very much Caucasian Scottish band who sung I Would Walk 500 Miles. Um, Fine Young Cannibals having a uh, member with a receding hairline, darker complexion and singing the song She drives me crazy Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, And hot my lady ooh, ooh. Exactly. Come on, can you not see that what I was talking about? It sounds nothing like look, I would walk 500 miles. You don't think that I look like that guy? Come on. Well, let's let's try and put it on social media. We'll do a uh, proper comparison for you online. But look, thank you so much for joining us today. A very big episode of All Day Breakfast about to be served up a degustation menu of goodness, including... No human flesh. No human flesh, but some human flesh was almost gobbled up as I, if you might have seen online recently, we were guessing the holiday destination with whatif.com and uh, into the studio came a very snappy friend. The good thing is we turned the mics on at one point and you'll be able to hear from our first animal guest. Yeah, that's right. It's not often that I get to really impress my daughter Sophia about what I did at work, you know, <laughs> telling your daughter, me and my friend, we sort of talk. She's like, yeah, cool, Dad. I painted one of the monkey bars, you did nothing all day. But now I can finally say we actually did something pretty cool. Mm. Let's not hold back. Let's get right in. It's Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Now, a little while ago on all day breakfast, Matt finally revealed a joke he was considering saying on the television program. You hosted for a little while before it was cancelled. And you can't blame the joke because it never got aired, Matt. But you, no. you had a little bit of a um, back and forth about whether it was appropriate to say. Can you remind us where we were where we were at with that? <laughs> you want me to tell the joke again? <laughs> oh sure. Yeah. What do you what do you want me? You, you, you want the show to get cancelled? Look, the the joke was, okay, so at this time, 2013, the first I believe European soccer player had uh, come out, mm-hmm. okay, had said, I'm gay, I, I like being in relationships with men or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the joke that I was going to say, and look, and I'm not saying it was okay or not, I, we were debating it. That's yep. why we've talked about this. We had, you know, if you're going to go, I can't believe you said this, go back a couple of episodes. We had a big talk about all this. Proper so contextual Whether it's appropriate or not. Yep. Anyway, the joke was, look... <laughs> <laughs> and great news coming out of Europe. So and so has, uh, you know, announced that they are gay um, and they like men, um, which is great for his teammates because they know that he's not going to go down in the box. Whereas in soccer, right. sometimes you they get in trouble for taking a lot of dives. The penalty box being the box. At least he's not going to go down in the box, right? It was. Um, <laughs> it's more puns. <laughs> Than anything. Sorry. Look, I still think it was okay. But 
Mm. Like the show balked completely. Yeah. Okay, and I know, and I'm not part of the community, so I don't know. It could very well have been inappropriate. All right, absolutely. And I do apologise if it is. I checked all my boxes. I thought it was okay. Anyways, let's um, continue. Well, I, I only bring it back up, not because I'm like, oh, this is the funniest joke. You've just got to tell it again. But another person has recently revealed some jokes that didn't make a broadcast. Uh, Amy Schumer, who was at the Oscars, telling a few jokes has uh, jumped up on Vanity Fair and mentioned that a few jokes that she was going to say didn't make it through, one of which, well, what do you make of this, Matt? I know what you're going to say. I read it. I, I saw it on Twitter. I know, and I actually thought about this. I actually thought, I, look, just tell the joke. Well, I'll say the joke and then Matt, the comedian here okay. on the podcast, is able to tell us if it's appropriate or Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before we tell you the joke, I have a note in my book, my documents... I like to keep down notes about what to talk about on the show. And one of them was just tell a joke, right? So, you know, because often people are like, oi, just tell a joke, mate. You know, that's what they say. I recently got heckled after <laughs> rapping during a comedy show. But anyways. <laughs> All right, Alex Dice, you don't need to laugh that hard. Just a, oh, I just got heckled by some idiot. I mean, all I was doing was <laughs> I was on a comedy show, I was booked to support at a comedy show, and I was just doing my heartfelt, genuine raps. Some guy yelled, just tell a joke. <laughs> just tell a joke. <laughs> so here you go. Here's a joke. All right. Uh, I Googled just now, funniest jokes of all time. This is the first Google response, the very first joke that pops up. Here we go. Here's a joke. A pair of cows were talking in the field. One says, hey, have you heard about the mad cow disease that's going around? The other cow says, Yes, I have. The first cow says, makes me glad I'm a penguin. See, we're having internet difficulties here right now. You, you don't know that we're having internet difficulties, but that silence, I genuinely can't decide if that's Alex not laughing or if that's <laughs> uh, my, the internet. Um, my internet's working fine. I'll just tell you that much. Um <laughs> But hey, look, I didn't write that. That's just what happens if you Google funniest joke of all time. But tell me about Amy Schumer's joke. Well, the joke said, I mean, it was related to someone dying. It said, don't look up is the name of a movie. More like don't look down the barrel of Alec Baldwin's shotgun. Referencing the tragedy when a prop gun went off on an Alec Baldwin movie and someone died from an incident. Matt O'Kine, your thoughts? Yeah, well... You know, it's funny because I actually just saw this um, a little bit before, right? Thanks to a reporter on Twitter called Lav Badge, who is a senior reporter at Junkie. They retweeted the joke and then sort of said, you know, that's because it's a bad joke. Here's the question though. Is it a joke? Yeah. I read it and I was like, is that a joke? And this has got nothing to do with Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer has told many, many funny jokes in her in her time. This is not a direct stab at her. People, people miss, you know, calculate and they get it wrong. Mm -hmm. This, I think, was is bad form. Yep. And I guess she was probably trying to skirt the line, but realistically, this was just a massive fail. The question is. Is it actually a joke? Because I don't think it is. I don't, I don't get, I don't know where the punchline. It's the most tenuous punchline I think I've seen for a while. I believe yeah. there was a movie nominated with no relation to 
this tragedy <laughs> at all. Yeah. No one's well, in that's it. The thing. It's been dragged into this joke as if it has something to do with it. It doesn't. But there's a movie called Don't Look Up and then later on she includes the words Don't Look Down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the, the Don't Look Up and the Don't Look Down are similar is the only area in which the two are related and I certainly don't think it's enough to even warrant bringing up death, which is still very recent, uh, still probably is yet to play out fully in the court system. The family's still (laughs) dealing with it. Baldwin's still dealing with it, obviously. And to go for it just because don't look up and don't look down... have two of the three it same was, words, the third one being the opposite of each other. This was tough. And the worst part is she got convinced not to say it on the night. Thank goodness she got away with it. But then she brings it up at Vanity Fair and now it's just as bad. Yeah, look, it, it, to be fair, this is the Oscars that just keeps giving. <laughs> Oops. Well, Alex Dyson, my eyes were drawn to an article on news.com.au that I saw the other day um, regarding a controlled investigation of COVID-19 that has been carried out recently, um, which allowed some researchers to dismiss a few of the myths. I love a myth dismiss. I love a myth dismiss. (laughs) How do they do it? I've only done high school science. So, you know, you've got to write an abstract you got to do your hypothesis. you got a control group, the test group. Well, look, I'll tell you what, what happened, okay? Here are the three things that I took away from it, all right? Number one, you can get infected from only the most minuscule amount of the virus, okay? A single airborne droplet is all you need, okay? Number two, viral shedding and transmissibility occur at high levels regardless of whether the person is severe or not symptomatic whatsoever at all. Okay. All right. Third, loves the nose. Loves the nose. It hangs out in the schnoz. <laughs> and um, so this is what they said. Finding provides clear evidence that emphasises the critical importance of wearing face coverings over the nose. So oh, the, yeah, but you don't want to drop in below. Yeah, I mean, I saw someone on the plane absolutely have, like they were sneezing, coughing, the mask was just hanging out below the nose like a bad moustache, honestly. <laughs> But look, here's the thing, right? These unparalleled findings, this is what's written, were made possible thanks to 36 volunteers aged between 18 and 30 years old. Right. So 36 people have put their hand up and said, give me COVID. So they'd never had it. It wasn't just like I caught it and so I'm going to test you. It's no. I haven't had it before. Hit me with it. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like Johnny Knoxville standing in front of like a rubber (laughs) bullet just going, hit me with it. So the participants were each given a dose of the virus via a small tube into their nose. Oh. Okay. Um, They had 24-hour closed medical monitoring, full access to clinical care. Anyways, it found out a couple of other things about, you know, senses of smell, what the drug um, you know, does again. There's only 36 volunteers, so mm. you know uh, it's it's a small sample size. But uh, here's a question, Daiso. Yeah. 
Would you get COVID on purpose? Well, I've only experienced being a human rat, not so much a human guinea pig. Oh, they could be <laughs> as close to the rodent family. But um, no, I did have, I went to uni with a dude who's like, oh, I'm not going to be away for a couple of weeks. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I'm going into a human trial. <laughs> and I got to say, for these trials, you get paid pretty well. well how much do you get paid? What did he get paid? Like thousands of bucks to lie in hospital for a few weeks and they ask you a few questions. If I was 18, I guarantee you I would have put my hand up for this. Oh, no doubt. But you like, I think it was testing it on, it's drugs for people who currently, who have an illness, but they want to test it on people who don't have that illness to make sure that on, you know, healthy people, it, there's no side effects. Did he get anything? Well. Anything happened to him? No third eyeballs or something? <laughs> Not that I know of. No sneaky nipples <laughs> popping up on his back? No, no back nipples. Um, <laughs> what about this? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Because my next door neighbour, it blew my mind, right? He used to work for CSIRO. Mm. They were doing some study on mosquitoes. So every now and then he'd have a little canister of mosquitoes at his house <laughs> yeah. and he'd do the thing where you just pop the wrist over the canister of mosquitoes, just let them feed. Oh, God. I honestly couldn't think of anything worse. You could not give, like, <laughs> I was thinking how much would I do that for? Would you do that? Would you take a canister of mosquitoes on your arm for 120 bucks? For 120 Oh, yeah. Probs not. <laughs> well, look, we've got someone on the line. Tim is on the line from uh, New South Wales. Tim, you were in a clinical trial in your first year at uni. Tell us about it, Tim. What? What? Uh, how'd you find out about it? What was it all about? Look, it's, it's a while ago. It's like eight years ago. So I've definitely moved on from then. But I, I think it was something to do with psychology and they were just throwing their hands up. Anyone who wants to grab at it, go for it. So I threw my hand at it and, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Money involved? Hell no, I wish there was, but no, I just sort of just rocked up. Wait, you just did a trial for nothing? You only had the good of humanity driving you, Tim? What, what the hell the is hell's? wrong with you, Tim? People get paid for this stuff. <laughs> I know, imagine somebody who's like doing something for the, for the PhD students. Yeah, I did it for the exposure to disease. <laughs> so what, what was it? What were they asking you to do? So it was basically they said they needed some, some lab rats to do some watching some documentaries. So it wasn't, it wasn't COVID or anything like that, obviously. Ah. But they were just measuring sort of visual stimulants and like brain patterns. So, you know, you rock up early. They sit you on a large comfy couch. You know, lights are off. Air conditions mm-hmm. on. And then they sell this documentary. It's all good to go. And then uh, as soon as they walk out, Jesus, he shows tiptoes out the door and turns around and says, oh, by the way, quickly, just don't make sure you just don't fall asleep. And uh, so I was just thinking a hot tip for any young PhD players out there, don't set the room up for like prime sleeping conditions. <laughs> um, you've only got yourself to blame. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> Documentary finishes so up. She opens up the door and there's me just bent over, mouth open, <laughs> eyes closed. I've just got this string of drool. I've, my shoulder's wet. <laughs> the, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't invited back to any other tests. Oh, no. Wait, so like, sometimes they do like sneaky psychological tests where they say don't fall asleep and it's to see whether, you know, the people who are told not to fall asleep <laughs> fall asleep. Was there anything to do with that? No, uh, to be honest, I can't even remember. Like I said, it was eight years ago. But don't put mm. on, you know, whale. Don't put on whale documentaries. <laughs> no, nah, that was a stitch up, man. I reckon they pumped some sort of gas into the room, 
And they fully <laughs> stitched you up big time. Yeah, I just imagine the people behind the sort of one-way mirror just watching through at you <laughs> as you just your head starts bobbing. More up gas. Side. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be drooling in no time. Well, thank you very much, Tim. We'll catch you next time. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. All day breakfast. Well, you may have seen the video that came out recently and I tell you what, it's very exciting to have a brand new guest in the studio. Uh, Snappy is here the with his friend Josh. G'day, Josh. G'day, nice to be here. <laughs> you were holding a, a live crocodile in the studio. Please tell us about Snappy. Snappy's a little, he's probably seven or eight years old. He's a saltwater crocodile, uh, largest living reptile on the planet. Uh, these guys get up to 21 feet, so seven metres uh, in length. And how he's about, what would you say, one metre at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So, so wait, did you say seven or eight years old and he's only one metre? Yeah, so they live well over 100 years. So the what? Oldest, oldest croc in captivity in Australia is Cassius, who's on Green Island. Uh, he's 120 years old. So, oh, my Lord. So he's about five and a half metres in length. Oh, my goodness. Cassius has seen some stuff. Absolutely. Like aeroplanes, <laughs> the internet. Like Cassius has been through like... <laughs> Five wars. It's crazy. That's oh, yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, we were representing Darwin. They are sort of native to the north of Australia. What Absolutely. other incredible uh, crocodile facts do we have? Oh, 66 teeth uh, and they can regenerate. <gasps> um, yeah, the old one drops off and there's a, a new tooth already there, which is pretty cool. Do they do the grab and roll? I mean, the death roll or whatever it is? Yeah, they're an ambush predator, so they grab their prey, drag it down into the water and go into that death roll. Uh, and the prey gets disorientated. They don't know which which way's up, and so it's a pretty quick death. Uh, oh my and then gosh! They just swallow their food in big chunks. Okay, so <laughs> have you? I mean, obviously you've you've dealt with crocs that are a bit bigger than Snappy. Have you ever um, had any close encounters of the toothy kind? I've had, had the odd nick here or there, but nothing too serious, fortunately. Now I was responsible a little while ago of uh, running a pop up bar. And which just served a few cans of drink. It was impossible to get insurance for a place like that. <laughs> How do you get insurance about for a wildlife encounters which has <laughs> hundreds of animals involved, including ones with 66 teeth and seven metres long? It's a very relevant question. We've just renewed our insurance and <laughs> we're now covered by sports cover, believe it or not. Really? It's like a sports sports insurance. So they treat, uh, you know, rolling with crocs the same as... Uh... Hitting a cricket ball. <laughs> How do they mate? Good question. Get onto Discovery Channel. <laughs> Is there a crocky style or whatever that they do? Like, oh, well, the, the males get quite vocal actually. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, make a bit of a display for the females, and they're mm. very, very territorial. Goodness gracious! Wow. Well, there you go. Well, look, Josh, thank you so much for joining us, and, and we got to thank Snappy as well. Mm. Um, some very interesting demands on the rider <laughs> in the green room there, requesting six pounds of raw barramundi flesh or something, which. <laughs> Wild boar uh, <laughs> skin, which was a bit difficult to source. But anyway, we, we, we hope he was happy. And, yeah, is he, he's seven years old now. I guess he's relatively used to being handled. Where did he come from and um, how are you looking after him? Uh, good question. So he actually, yeah, he's been in, in captivity all his life and he's been used for educational programs in schools. So, yeah, as you can see, he's pretty calm. Every now and again, he'll have a bit of a wriggle, but that's <laughs> pretty typical of a young crocodile. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we get them out to lots of educational programs because we try and get people to connect with animals that are, you know, sometimes feared or, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't have the 
have a um, positive reputation. So sure, get a bit of respect around the animals and yeah. um, show show that they're an important part of the um, ecosystem. Exactly. F- final well. question. Josh, what's sure. the difference between alligators and crocodiles? I can never remember. Uh, it's, what is it? Smile at a crocodile. <laughs> See you later, alligator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if you look at the jaw, um, with an alligator, they've got a pretty broad, chunky jaw. And you can only see the top set of teeth coming down. You can't see that bottom set of teeth going up because it's all encased uh, within mm. the jaw. Ah. Uh, but the other difference is uh, alligators are a little bit more placid than our saltwater crocodiles, uh, which is why sometimes tourists get into a little bit of trouble. Right. Uh, and are salty because, yeah, uh, they'll attack, whereas uh, the gators can be a bit more subdued. Keep your distance. It's chill. Yeah, either way, <laughs> gator or crocodile, I reckon I'm, <laughs> I reckon I'm backing up off. <laughs> Thank you very much, Josh. Really appreciate you dropping by. And thank you again, Snappy. No problem. And thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast. Getting out of that one alive, Matt, with all my limbs intact. A seven-year-old crocodile. Looks smaller than I thought, eh? So much smaller. I was not prepared for that. I thought it was going to be like... 20 centimetres long. It was like a metre. Oh, see, I thought it was going to... I thought a seven-year-old crocodile should have been bigger. Mm. I thought it should have gotten you in the death roll. (laughs) Anyways, thank you very much for joining us. My name's Matt. That's Alex. We're going to be back tomorrow, as we always are. And uh, we're thanking you so much for listening to our show, as you have over the past 501 eps now, or 502 eps. So please keep listening, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.